0: Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download,
1: where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Convicted juvenile Beltway sniper. I'm Michelle Morello. Police ID the suspect in the deadly shooting at a food court at a mall in Hyattsville. A dad and stepmom face charges in the death of their child. I'm Chrissy King. And the Frederick County Fire Department takes responsibility for the death of a fire captain in a burning home last year. 8 o'clock.
0: This is CBS
1: News on the Hour, sponsored by Dell Small Business.
0: I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. There are some new details from the affidavit of probable cause from the FBI's search of former President Trump's Florida home. CBS's Robert Costa on the explanation of why it was so important to seize items in the search.
1: The redacted affidavit reveals that of the 15 boxes of government records Donald Trump brought with him to Mar-a-Lago and ultimately returned to the archives in January, 14 had classified documents, some including sensitive information derived from government informants, critical to U.S. intelligence gathering. That is the linchpin of the entire affidavit. We are talking about materials that could kill people as well as, of course, reveal sources and methods really undermine our national security.
0: That's Harry Lipman, a former U.S. attorney. Asked how much he knows about the documents, President Biden responds. I don't know the detail. I don't even want to know. I'll let the Justice Department take that. More interest rates uh, hikes are likely. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. While the
1: lower inflation readings for July are certainly welcome, a single month's improvement falls far short of what the committee will need to see before we are confident that inflation is moving down.
0: The Dow, NASDAQ, and S&P 500 all closed down more than 3% today. The number of cases of monkeypox in the United States now tops 17,000. However, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky notes. There are
1: certain jurisdictions, New York, Chicago, San Francisco, that are starting to report that they're starting to see a downward trend. I want to be cautiously optimistic about these, that we're
0: actually seeing vaccine get out, um, behaviors uh, change, harm reduction uh, messages being heard and implemented. Heavy rain this week in central Mississippi has caused creeks and rivers to rise, and some residents like Emily Davis are doing heavy lifting to prepare for what could come. My landlord was kind of concerned about flooding coming in, so she's just kind of being proactive to make sure we get everything out so there's no furniture damage or anything the Pearl River near Jackson is expected to crest early next week. Law enforcement's warning people about a deadly new drug that looks like child's play. CBS's Monica Ricks explains. Rainbow fentanyl is another version of the highly toxic drug that could look like sidewalk chalk or candy. It could also look like prescription pills. Authorities have made at least two huge seizures of the drug in Oregon, but say rainbow fentanyl is popping up in other big cities around the country. They're asking people not to handle it, and call 911 if they see it, since the drug can be deadly. The CDC says there were more than 107,000 fatal drug overdoses in the U.S. last year. More than three-quarters of those deaths involve fentanyl. This is CBS News.
1: The Dell Technologies Labor Day event is here. Up to 48% off Vostro laptops with 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Upgrade by calling 877-ASK-DELL. 803 on Friday, August 26th, 2022. 83 degrees, dropping to the mid-60s to low-70s. And good evening. I'm Michelle Bash. The top local stories were following this hour. The teen involved in the Beltway sniper killings in 2002 has won an appeal over his sentence for six murders in Montgomery County. The Maryland appeals court ruled Lee Boyd Malvo's sentence of multiple life terms without the possibility of parole may violate his eighth amendment constitutional right. That's because laws have changed in the 20 years since he was sentenced to say a juvenile can't be given life without parole unless the court rules. He's incapable of remorse or rehabilitation. Since the sentencing judge didn't say that in the ruling, the appeals court decided Malvo should be resentenced. They had no opinion on what the sentence should be in the grand scheme of things a new sentence may not make any difference. Malvo's already serving multiple life terms in Virginia for sniper killings there. Michelle Murillo, WTOP News. A suspect has now been identified in connection with that deadly shooting inside the mall at Prince George's in Hyattsville. Prince George's County Police have officially charged 33-year-old Stefan Edward Jones of Washington, D.C., 20-year-old Darian Herring of Hyattsville was found with gunshot wounds in the food court of the mall at Prince George's on August 18th. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Police say the shots rang out after an argument between the two men. A $25,000 reward is being offered for information in the case. A dad and stepmom are under arrest for the death of a 5-year-old girl last week. This comes after results came in from an autopsy on the child. Blunt force trauma, that's what caused the medical examiner to rule the death of Pradeline Delanois, a homicide. Dad, Pradel Delanois, who's 44, is charged with child abuse and neglect. The five-year-old stepmom, Ornalee Charles, who's 42, was charged with child abuse, assault, and neglect. Prince George's County Police say the preliminary investigation reveals the girl's injuries occurred while in the care and custody of her parents. Christy King, WTO, we're learning more about what led to the death of a Frederick County fire captain one year ago. The fire chief released an after-action report today, and it says the culture and systems in place at the department are to blame for the death of Captain Joshua Laird. Laird died after falling through the floor of a burning home on Ball Road last August. NBC 4 says the report indicated major communications problems when firefighters first pulled up to that house fire the report says they had no idea how long it had been burning or the damage already done the operations assistant chief reportedly did not tell laird to exit the building despite having issues with water accessibility captain laird fell through the floor and later died dc school kids will start fall classes on monday and today They're learning they have more time to get their routine as well as their COVID vaccinations before the city enforces its no-shots, no-school policy. With thousands of students not in compliance in school starting Monday, D.C. Deputy Mayor for Education Paul Kine says the timeline is changing. To reduce the number of students who could potentially be excluded from school at any one time and to align schools and LEAs to one unified notification and exclusion timeline We are implementing a staggered enforcement. Younger students, grades pre-K through fifth grade, have until October 11th, and older students, grades 6 through 12, have until November 4th to get their routine vaccinations done. All students now have until January 3rd to get a COVID vaccination. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. The change applies to all D.C. public and charter schools. Coming up after traffic and weather here on WTOP, when does pay disparity between men and women start to appear? We'll dig into the data with the Wall Street Journal reporter Lauren Weber at eight ten.
0: It's eight oh seven. Here's a highlight from James Yeager, the vice president of public sector and healthcare at CrowdStrike, on the Zero Trust Cyber Exchange presented by Carisoft. In our estimation, Zero Trust is not really solving a technology problem. It's really aimed at solving a business problem and helps to ensure or preserve favorable or intended business outcomes rather than. Kind of technology use cases at the core listen to the entire discussion on federal news network search zero trust cyber exchange cyber adversaries are continuously challenging government agencies and their supply chain cyber defense capabilities advancing zero trust strategies is the fastest way to improve an agency's cyber this episode is brought to you by zelle whenever you're sending money through an app or online it's important to do it safely here are a few helpful tips first